Welcome to the Recruiting Technology Podcast, where practitioners and veterans in the space bring you news and opinion to cover the ever-changing landscape of HR technology. Hi, this is Andrew Godomsky, and that is... Jason Roberts. Hello. And this is another episode of Recruiting.Technology, uh, the best and brightest in bots, robotics, automation, recruiting tech, CRM goodness. On today's show, we have the much-beloved and highly controversial topic of talent communities. Andrew? Okay, so talent communities. And what are some of the examples of talent communities that we're talking about here? Okay, the preface on this, um, let's just pray that Master Burnett does not watch this or listen to it because... Uh, we love Master. Everybody loves him, right? We love Brave yeah. Talent. And- <laughs> There's a source con I presented at, and the person before me was presenting on talent communities. Um, so <laughs> they, they got in there and got hung up for their entire presentation. They, they were like on slide three with a question that was asked, what is a talent community? And I'm pretty sure this poor girl ended up in tears in the end. Like it was not, it was not pretty. Um, this was back when Jeremy Roberts was running SourceCon. So Jeremy had to come in and break it up. It was <laughs> wow it was a whole thing and uh but yeah master was master was in that room as part of that um but so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of passion around town communities and when you asked sort of the uh what is it um i had some ptsd that, that kicked in <laughs> from that. but what i'll say is um i changed my session the very next thing i i did in my session i stood up and i said we were going to talk about measuring sourcing, but instead, let's talk about talent communities. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, talent communities are, the true definition of a community is the ability to interact with a group of people. And talent communities are with, with people who are uh, talent that you're considering for a job, right? Um, what they really are in real life for most of us is... Uh, people have opted into a mailing list most right. of the time, right? They've, they've gone in, they've signed up and said, yes, I'll be part of a talent community. There might be a landing page they go to where they give sort of business card information and they're agreeing to get additional information about the company, about the job, about peripherally interesting things. Right. You get everything from the stock report to a job that's open to something that's happening in your community, all kinds of crazy outbound messaging. All sorts of stuff. The whole concept is keeping a candidate uh, fresh. So if you want to keep that candidate warm over a period of time, because um, it's the cultivation model, Um, you want to start with a relationship. They may not be interested in moving now, but eventually their boss is going to piss them off. They're going to get a bad review. They're not going to get the bonus they want. Something's going to happen. They'll be ready to change jobs, and you want to be top of mind when they are, right? Right. So... We all rolled out CRMs to manage these talent communities. Uh, candidate relationship management exists for the purpose uh, primarily of uh, receiving candidates through these communities, uh, interacting with them in some way, and uh, marketing to them in some way. So those CRMs, really, that's, that's the core of what they do. Um, we have CRMs all over the place. Right. But it's hard to see what value you're getting out of these things. The ROI is, in, is incredibly hard to calculate on a talent community. Well, and, and I think what, so 
I think about when I looked at talent communities and, you know, helped build them, right? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with them? There are, there, there, there's, I look at them two kinds. There's the kind that are just primarily you opt in and messaging comes to you. And then there are a handful that is a destination. There's interaction with people who are the employees regularly. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you run into a talent community where the engineers do a blog post like every week. Right. And they're talking about what they're doing and they're making it interesting and they've developed a following and there's this connection between the people inside the business and the people watching the business who are outside. By the way, this group is not half my screen. This group is like this much of my screen. And it's, it's really the product that Master, uh, his company, really has. It's uh, Brave New Talent, I think, is what yeah. he um, – are they still doing stuff? I, I don't know, but I, don't, I haven't seen his job change. So yeah. So, um, and he was a proponent of this interactive model, and I, I think he's right. The true definition of a community would require that two-way communication. Um, that is that is mostly uh, nearly non-existent. It's like a unicorn. Yeah, it, it, the majority. Of, if you have five hundred people who say they have talent communities. 490 of them, you know, don't have any regular engagement from their employee base with the people who are following, who are not applicants, who there's, it's just an outbound messaging stream that's wildly canned. And I think I know why that is. Okay. Yeah. When we started this idea, because we're older guard, right? So we're Mm -hmm. in our 40s. So this idea is starting average age of SourceCon by at least 10 years. Yeah, like we show up. They're like, "There's the old guys." Yeah, yeah, we show. Yeah, we we're gonna. You're not even going now. Whatever. I'm not. But, I, yeah, sorry, but, sorry. I apologize. I I got sucked into another country. For that's okay. I'll, I'll cover for us. Okay. But you know, like, yeah, we show up and we're like the veterans, right? I kind of I have to start wearing a hat every time because you know if Jerry's not there, who's the guy in the hat? Well, um, that's, you should get one with the little pins in it. Then you're a true veteran. You, that's you, right, true veteran. But what happened in the last 10 years is social media. And so the idea is, is that, you know, you LinkedIn kind of put it aside, but just Facebook on its own created corporate pages and a way for us to interact with brands in a way to create community around the brand. And that convoluted the concept of a talent community in general, because you're naturally competing with, up another platform, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, or what have you, that already has two-way communication, already has advocacy, that to have something that you then create a, to the side, yeah, almost it's almost redundant. It's like, how many little badges am I going to opt into and follow your brand on? I'm already following you on Facebook. I'm already linked into you as a recruiter. I follow you on, you know, I see your cool snaps. Now you want me to opt in to something to read what your engineers do on a regular basis. After a while, it's just noise. Yeah, I can see that. I think here's, here's my thought on this. I think town communities need to evolve and they need to be something different than what they are today. Um, I think that uh, 
there are new technologies that require us to take a second look at this. The idea of having a bunch of candidates in my database, for a while there, I was thinking that having my own CRM wasn't worth it because the talent bins and uh, Hiring Solved and Intellos of the world were showing up and they've got up-to-date information on everybody. They've got aggregated content. So why in the world would I store this guy's information on my um, in my database if I can just do a new search and uh, in Hiring Solved or whatever? Um, I've moved on from that mainly because of matching technologies. I think that having a broad database of your candidates, the matching technologies by and large, there's a couple of exceptions, by and large, they match against your candidates, candidates in your database. Hugely valuable. So here's what that does, though. Where we used to be really bad about searching our own database, the matching technologies float those candidates to the top. So by being a part of your community, they actually get sent relevant jobs much more often, right? It's not, hey, here's a blast of all of our engineering jobs. It's, here's a, here's a job that you're a 86% match on. I'd like to talk to you because of your experience in X, Y, and Z. Oh, by the way, the best matching technologies have built-in outreach messaging that extracts information from the person's resume tied directly to the job. Right. It, it, it personalizes it, already, right? Built-in personalization. Brilliant. Incredibly well done. Um, and uh, I, love, I love that stuff. So you got that. You got that side. Um, on top of that, you got the bot stuff. Right. So you can send out communications to people. And uh, where I think the bots are going is to be able to pivot. So if they're screening a candidate to uh, right now, we have pretty dumb bots. They're not very smart. They, just, they can ask the questions we tell them to ask. I think they'll get smarter. And the way I think they'll get smarter is they'll be able to ask, ask the questions that we have them ask. But then if someone doesn't answer right, they'll pivot and recommend a job that the person might be a better fit for and screen them for that job. And uh, I think that might come soon. I think that's probably coming soon. So talent community is sort of having a resurgence in its value in my mind because that database is more valuable than it has been in the past. But, but to, your, to your point, I, so I agree. I agree with everything you just said. I think the problem is that we're calling it the wrong thing. Yes. Right? So, so what we've got is we've got a store of data that is a mix of non-applicants and applicants both of which have opted in and we've got enough information to leverage Yeah, and we can do both messaging, you know, inbound and outbound as needed. And I, I think the, the only experience that we've got left is good dialogue. So how do you get at the right time, a message to somebody that says, I want to have a good dialogue with you. And I think I've just sent you something that would create a reason why you'd want to have that dialogue. And it was well-timed, right? You All the other stuff that we've done in talent communities in the last 10 years was without those algorithms in place, without the data analytics in place, and without the bots in place, and without social media in place. So it's like, I love VHS film, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I've got like a box of stuff up in the attic, but I, you know, I'll just go and download the stuff from Netflix. It's true. I don't even have a way to play. <laughs> have you tried to play a DVD at your house recently? I don't have a way to play a DVD. I, I did pull out the Xbox to play a DVD. That's the only option that I have. Oh, because you don't. Oh, you. Don't, so what we did is we still have we still have a Blu-ray that's connected. Like our, our television, we have this big Samsung thing, right? 
and it's already got Wi-Fi, but I kept the Blu-ray connected as a source just for that reason. I, I, you Xbox threw away one, the Blu-ray? Blu-ray the only Blu-ray player I have is the Xbox One. Yeah. But I think that that's the issue. I think so, so you stumbled on this, which is the talent community is the device. Yeah. Right? And what's happened is the tech has made the device obsolete meanwhile the way we're communicating with the data is completely different yeah i think the i think the term of talent community so getting their information in getting them to opt into communications that's key yeah because you still need that um so that that front end piece and the mechanism through which it's used that's key the ability to send marketing communications i think is interesting but becomes less useful as we have as we get able to um, send targeted communications to people who are a good fit so if you can automatically send targeted communications that's a better thing so one of the things that we're working on um or not we're working on that uh, that great people is working on I, i should clarify this um they have a new thing that that is about to launch called pipelines okay and based on uh, how many candidates I have and how engaged those candidates are. I'm able to take automatic actions in my workflow. So I can automatically take actions on people who uh, who are a good fit, who are highly engaged and have them complete screens or, you know, self-schedule an interview, whatever I, I want them to do. The There's capability coming out uh, like in a month or two where we can do that stuff. And that's crazy good. Yeah, I mean, and we keep on, you know, we, we always say things like we want to hire the best talent. Okay, I love, subje- I love subjective taglines like that. They're mm-hmm. great for conferences. They're great for webinars, <laughs> right? They're great for attracting sales. Uh, but ultimately, you want to make sure that you have enough choice of qualified talent so you can make a decision. Right. And, and so people are like, well, we got to find out who the top 100 engineers are. I'm like... Actually, what you need are you need three engineers who want to work for you, who are qualified, interested, and motivated. That's right. So I, I appreciate the other 97 that you're holding on to. The likelihood that you're capitalizing on those 97 is very small. It is. So if you have tech that can, that can capitalize on, on those, like we're seeing emerge, matching bot-based screening and uh, the – what was the other one? Matching bot-based screening and, oh, things like uh, uh, social tracking and awareness. So knowing when they're going to change jobs. Right. So you can send well-timed messages. If you have those things that are, that are driving you now, that's the next, that's the next bet. Right. So I have, another, I have another talent community play that I think is interesting that's pointing to the evolution of this. Um, curated talent. Okay. So um, we all know the hire.com model, right? So we, we have the top 5% of software developers in the Bay Area. If you want somebody who fits in the following 10 skills, we've got the, the uh, top percentage. We screen them. We know they're good. And they, um, they're interested in, in a new role. Basically, you guys fight over who gets who. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's their shtick. I think talent communities, the the interactive and the highly um, the the highly curated piece, that should be curated talent. 
where you go in and you, and you go in and say, I work for a Bay Area company. I know I need uh, 35 Ruby guys. So I'm going to go find the, the best 35 Ruby people I can find and toss them out to my hiring managers and say, you, you guys pick who wants them mm-hmm. and just go that way. I think curated talent might be the, the next big trick in the community world. Um, not just I have this giant mailing list, but I have a mailing list of pre-screened, highly qualified, highly motivated people ready to take a job. Who's going to, who's going to buy it first. Right. Well, and you know, it, 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 I think some of this engagement and I, I, I just got off my one o'clock call. We were talking about how important it was for hiring teams to be the point of engagement, mm-hmm. not for recruiting and not right where, where I think the talent community concept is now about bringing in and using these algorithms and using these matching technologies to where the email doesn't come from, from a recruiter the email comes from the head of engineering right? and says, look, we know you, we found you, we're working on stuff. This is good stuff. Can we talk to you? I think that that's where we're going is where, you know, recruiters are scared stiff about losing their jobs to bots. They should be scared stiff about losing their jobs to hiring managers. Yeah, because, that's true. Because, because ultimately everything was originally outsourced and now automation and technology is slowly bringing it back and it's more effective anyway. I'd rather talk to a head of engineering than talk to a recruiter. Every time, every time, every time. So, so town communities, are they worth it? I think in their, um, in their current model, they're, they're valuable for very specific uh, skill sets. They're valuable for scenarios where um, you hire high volumes of the same skill on a consistent basis um, you know, you need a, a steady pipeline of those candidates churning through. Um, if you have good matching technology or you're working on good matching technology, um, it makes sense to start uh, sort of stockpiling names and, and information there. Um, it's not great for the reactive recruiter. So if you're a recruiter that works on, you, you got 30 recs and each one of those recs is a different rec, probably not worth it to pipeline. Yeah, um, I- I, don't I think, think, so I think here's the other, the other, the other one I would add on is if your brand has got weaker visibility, you're not a consumer brand or you're not a market leader within a specialized skill set. I think that the concept of regular outbound messaging and then automated matching and then outreach makes sense for you to do just rather than you using blood, sweat and tears to try to get people to come to you. Yeah. Right. If, if you're constantly nurturing so if I look at a company, like how much nurturing does Nike really need to do, right? They might need to do it in development. They don't need to do it in marketing, right? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. It depends because we actually do some of the branding for them. And um, software development jobs, absolutely, very specifically, people don't think of them as a software right? House, right? They're not a dev house. Um, you think of them as, a, as an apparel company. Right. So um, on the apparel side, they're a destination point. If you want to design sportswear, you want to do it for Nike. Um, if you want to be a, we're back to Ruby. If you want to be a Ruby dev, Nike is probably not your first call. Well, you know, the, the one of the great examples uh, years ago, I did work with ESPN. Yep. And 
you know, they, they were like, what's your problem? They said, IT and development. I'm like, what? I, I'm like, I was blown. I was like literally back in my chair. And I said, well, what's the headcount? It was a huge headcount. And here's why. All their broadcasting, all their mobile apps, all their web development, all their advertising is in-house. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So all that fantasy football stuff, all the things, none of it was outsourced. And this is like 10 years ago. And it was like, meanwhile, they're like in Stanford, Connecticut. And it's like, how are you getting people from New York? It's a great company, but they're like ESPN. I don't, I don't want to be on TV. <laughs> so I, I can see, well, there's also a certain, uh, there, there's a certain subset of people who are developers and software guys not always the biggest sports fans. I'm going to say like, I, I imagine if, if the uh, Marvel studios needed some help, they oh, yeah. have plenty of people yeah. to choose from. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Marvel blizzard. They're, yeah. They're, yeah but, you know, blizzard doesn't have a lot of problems getting developers. I don't care what those guys say. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Well, I, I think that, uh, the, the downside is when you start, I, I don't know blizzards, but there's a couple out there that have gotten the reputation of being a sweatshop. You have to worry well, about fair, fair enough, fair enough. But I, you know what, you mean when I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So I think, I think so. Talent communities, if and when, special conditions, just don't make it spam, right? No spam. Spam's no spamming. Spam's no. All right. That's it for today. That's it for today. I'm Andrew Godomsky, and that's, that is... Jason Roberts. And this is Recruiting.Technology. We'll see you next week. Adios. Bye-bye.